Good morning, everyone. <laughs> well, I got more people in the pews than I thought I would have after a snowstorm. Um, there's been many changes, and as we know, it's not our plans, it's God's plan. This was to be the UMW Sunday uh, due to the weather and the lack of attendance and all the cold. We just decided we will put it off. We haven't decided on a date yet. I know the pastor has a date, but I'm still researching and making sure that the women can all be here together in fellowship and as one and show that we are a group of women that truly are blessed. I'd like to thank Christina for singing for me this morning, although it was not the, the song that I had picked out for her to sing from a lack of communication and when you text people, it's hard. Anyway, I thank you anyway for the song you chose. But that being said, the original song that I wanted Christina to sing was From a Distance because of the words and pulling together this sermon. Um, I know the scriptures were long. Thank you, Bob, for reading so well. <laughs> but you need to hear the whole stories of those two Old and New Testaments and it pulls it together. My message this morning comes from the well of love. In the Old Testament, Abraham, Sarah, Hagar, and Ishmael are an important part of this well of love. Sarah originally gives permission to Hagar and Abraham to conceive an heir because Sarah was unaware that she would ever conceive a child. She never thought that one day God would perform a miracle and give her a son. So one day, as the children were growing together and playing together, Sarah saw that Ishmael was getting too close to Isaac and she came into a panic. She feared that this child would now share with her son, who she thought was the true son of Abraham, the inheritance. So she demands from Abraham to send Ishmael and Hagar away, to send them out into the desert. And like any husband would do, when a wife says to do something, you do it. Right, gentlemen? <laughs> she asks, you do. Um, even though Abraham was reluctant, God does come to him and explain to him that this is not the end of Ishmael. He is his son too, and I promise him a nation as well. So they go out into the desert, and Hagar is now overwhelmed because she has no more food and nothing to drink. But God once again comes and lets her know it is not hopeless. There is a well for you to drink from, and I promise you Ishmael will be someone who will have his own nation and he will have his people following him. This is when divisions really started to begin because it was brother against brother, nation against nation. There were battles all after this incident of who belongs where, who should leave, and who belongs with God and who God loves the most. But let's remember there's a well. And Jesus goes to a well 
in Samaria, and he meets this um, Samarian woman, and he asks her for a drink of water. And she's like stunned because I, A, am a woman, and B, I'm a Samarian, and you know, the Jews and the Samarians do not associate with each other. And Jesus explains to her, if you drink from the well the water I give you, you shall never thirst again. The water I give will become a spring welling up inside to eternal life. Jesus comes to that well to end the divisions, the divisions of those who were different. The well of Jacob, which he was at, may have been the same well that Ishmael drank from. We really don't know that, but it possibly could be. At that well, Jesus embraces the woman, and that is very different from him, has a different community, and probably has a different appearance. The Jewish community did not associate with them, but Jesus came to that well to manifest no more divisions. Jesus comes to us, to the well. He asks the woman, knowing full well who she is and where she's from, for a drink. He wants to wash away the division. He has a conversation with her. She wants to know why he is asking her this. And she tells him she is aware that the Messiah is to come. And Jesus' response to her is, I am him you are talking to. And with doubt in her mind, she questions him. Where do I get this water so that I no longer thirst? Jesus tells her to go back and tell her husband. And she realizes she has no husband, but Jesus knows that already. He tells her she had five husbands before, and the man she's living with is not her husband, but she lives with him. And she realizes, and she sees in Jesus the prophet to come. And Jesus tells her to go tell her community, and she goes. She tells them she has seen the Messiah, the Christ that is here, that has been prophesied to come. They all believed her of her testimony because she explained he told her things that no one ever knew. And she didn't know him. And that's the beginning of Jesus lessening those divisions because here he comes from a community that knows nothing of this woman. And he tells her everything that she's experienced in her life. So what validation is greater than that? I'd like to address our world today because we are still living with those divisions. We are still living with a lack of harmony, a lack of anger. There's tremendous anger, there's tremendous hatred, there's terrorism. What have we learned? Have we not learned that Jesus came to the well to wash away those divisions? What have we started to create for the generations to come? That it's okay to be divided? Our media gives us information of negativity. Our social media tells us it's okay to be harmful and hurtful to our friends and to our neighbors. And then we respond with anger because we're angry of those divisions. We're enraged. It takes over our being, very much like Sarah with Hagar. 
She was enraged that the two boys were going to share Abraham's inheritance. She feared the unknown, which led her to great anger for hatred of Ishmael. She wanted them to be gone. But let's flip over to the other side of the story. How did Hagar feel? How did Ishmael feel? Hagar was the maidservant. She was living with Abraham and Sarah. Her and her son now were going to be cast out to the desert. She had no family. She had no friends because she lived with them. They were her family. They were her friends. Now where was she to go? And then God gives her a well. Yes, the well of love for her and Ishmael to drink from. And they will thirst no more. God has a nation for them to go to. And the lesson is accepting and understanding the unknown, which Hagar had. She accepted the unknown of where she was going. And that creates faith within us. And that faith we create love, which is the highest vibration that we can have in our world. Let's think about what if the media showed us that love and how to have faith in the unknown to see from a distance. Because seeing from a distance, the song that I wanted Christina to sing today, <laughs> because my whole sermon's based on this, <laughs> I will now give you the words to the song. From a distance, the world looks blue and green and the snow-capped mountains white. The ocean meets the stream and the eagle takes to flight. From a distance, there is harmony. It's the voice of hope the voice of peace, and the voice of every man. For from a distance, there are no guns, no bombs, no disease, and no hungry mouths to feed. Because we are all instruments marching in a common band. We all want songs of hope. We all want songs of peace because God is watching us. From a distance, you look like my friend, even though we are at war. And from a distance, is seeing the world as God sees it, to see the love in one another as God loves us, to see that we are the same and we are all want the same thing for each other. If we saw that way, how could we change the energy within ourselves and the rest of the world? It would fill us with divine love and peace. And if we achieve that, then it would be a perfect world a perfect world of God's perfect love. But how do we see from a distance? How do we see our small world? Can we love one another as Jesus loves us unconditionally? Let's take a good look at what has gone between us and our families and our friends with this pandemic. It has separated us all. There's an overwhelming division. We live in a throwaway society. If it's broken, get rid of it. And that's how we're treating our relationships. But God has created us all as one, all from one father. The plan of Abraham being the father of all religions, the father of Judaism, the father of Christianity, and through Ishmael, the father of Islam. I like to think that God had a plan for our country as well. He created a country that was open to freedom, to come and pray and be whoever you are and whoever you want to be. 
through religion and pray to whatever God you choose to pray to. This country was a place and is a place where people come from all over to have freedom, to create a country from the well of love. In my ministry, I offer pastoral care to women with cancer. And before the pandemic, I would volunteer at the treatment center. And there, every Christmas, I would hand out gifts to the patients while they were giving their treatments. All these patients were different. There were Christians, there were Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus. And as my Dr. Ahmed always said, there are no atheists here because they are all the same dancing with cancer. And when I would give out the gifts, the expressions on their face of gratitude and love were overwhelming. No one said to me, I am not a Christian and I don't believe in Christmas. They're all delighted for that gesture of love, that gesture of the well of love. Like the well where Jesus washes away the divisions of the Samaritans, the divisions of male and female, all from this beautiful well of love of everlasting water to thirst no more, a place where hatred is washed away, a place where we see the God in others, a place where we are all one. There are no divisions. That place is here. It's our church, this faith community, here we are able to be examples of God's love to all that we meet, to the rest of the world, as everyone who has a temple, a church, a cathedral, or a synagogue, that's their place where they come to share love, to be a community where there are no divisions. I've been blessed to experience many of these temples and, and communities. I sat for masses and cathedrals in South America and in Italy, not knowing the language, but still able to feel God's love in his presence. I've been to one of the largest Buddhist temples in the city of Taipei, and the power of prayer and love that was there just filled me, and it brought me to tears. I've been in Hindu temples doing meditations allowing me to see God's love. I've been to many Jewish temples to understand God. I still seek to go to a Muslim um, temple. I have very many Muslim friends, but have yet to go to temple with them. We pray together. So you see, these places are the well of love that others seek too. For God is love. And yes, we come to our well of love to thirst no more, to praise God, to rejoice in God's glory, to sing our praises, to pray for those we don't know and for those that we love, the place we are surrounded with God's unconditional love. Jesus sent me here 24 years ago to drink from that well of love, and I am extremely grateful to be a part of this amazing community surrounded by these amazing friends who now I call my faith family. Yes, we all have differences, and yes, we are able to overcome them, for we share our greatest joys here. One of my very special joys to me was my ordination happened here on this altar, surrounded by all your love. 
and you embraced me to be all that God created me to be. We've embraced our tears here together, all here at the well of love, holding each other's hands. This church is a place where we come to work together for the betterment of others, serving God. We are taught here not to create division, but to be a place of love, compromise and peace, the well of love that we thirst no more. Jesus said to the, on the Sermon at the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. And I pray my message today touches all of your hearts that you are reminded we are all children of God, seeking the same love, the same peace. And may you leave here thinking and seeing through those eyes of God, seeing from a distance that the world is beautiful, that there are no wars, no suffering, no division, no hatred. And as we get closer, if we could see each other with those same eyes from a distance, so we have no judgment, no discrimination, and, we, and may we remind ourselves, God, let me see what you see. I know it's hard. We cannot change the world, but we can change our small world. We can certainly do that here and now in this home of God where we come for God's comfort and God's love. Let the well of love spring from you to all that you meet. Be the example. Manifest God to others by speaking the truth, loving with compassion, loving your enemies, giving out kindness, and more importantly, forgiving. For then the well of love will overflow with Jesus' light. Let them feel God's love so they in return to do the same to all they meet. And one day, that energy that will create us as one, one with each other and one with God. All from that one well of living water, that well of love. Because from a distance, you do look like my friend, even though we are at war. I just cannot comprehend what all this fighting is for. For from a distance, there is harmony and it echoes through the land, and it is the hope of hopes, it's the love of love, it's a heart of every man. This is the song of every man, for God is watching us. God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. So drink from the well of love, thirst no more, for God is watching us. Amen.